Good morning, y'all. Good morning, y'all. Country mornings with Kyle and Kendra. Country 104. I need that trimmer. That mm. trimmer, I'm telling you, it's a game changer. You can yep. cut and shape all the different bushes and shrubs and whatnot, and you just do it within seconds. You just, and it just shaves everything down so beautifully and so perfectly. Yes, it I'm does. I'm wording this very strangely, but <laughs> nevertheless. Sounds that's like what the, it sounds like when I shave my legs. The manscaped. That's that's I get why they do the commercials now when they pretend they're doing lawn care. That's Country 104. The millennial term is so broad that I found a version that I am all for. Okay? Okay. So it's from a gentleman online called Esso. It said, all right, here we go. I'm part of a special group of millennials, y'all, and I'd like to call it out. <laughs> he said, we are, in fact, the bridge. He said, we are bridge millennials. We are the group of people that they don't really talk about, but I'm here to talk about it real quick. Okay? He said, Nintendo and Sega Genesis. Nintendo? Nintendo. Nin- thank you. Nintendo and Sega Genesis. CDs and Nokia phones. Windows Paint and Yahoo Chats, iPods and LimeWire. We were the first kids with real emails. We knew and grew up with the greatest versions of Mike's, Jackson, Jordan, Tyson. Watching VHS tapes and making mix cassettes off the radio were still a thing. We knew life before the latest technological advancements in the last 25 years But we were still also the first people with home PCs and internet chats and called the evolution of both. We were the last group of people to really play outside with the kids down the street and watch cartoons every single Saturday morning. Mm. Every neighborhood had a candy lady and penny candy was actually a penny. We had to talk to our friends' parents before we could talk to them on the phone. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That one hit home. Said the bridge millennials are responsible for the shift in culture around the world where we are changing the rules and the reason that creative is included in most job titles. He says, the bridges ain't next, we now. (laughs) I I'm on for about I'm I'm part of ninety five percent of that. The only one that I will admit that I am not involved in, okay. in that explanation was the cassette tapes that was just out of my reach you because i was i was the dvd well i was burned cds cassette because it went cassette tapes yeah. then cds like yeah. i had the cd player with the hook on on the belt loop yeah. like running around <laughs> with it like i like you packed the discman anywhere you went and yeah. you had like a couple different cds you had a little cd case holder you could flip through and pick which cd you wanted to pick my very first walkman my very first uh, <laughs> cassette player but if the you flip will. phones <laughs> was a teddy bear oh boy it was a giant face of a bear country 104 i have these wicked rubber boots that you can flip inside out and they are printed with puffins i'm telling people now and they're laughing much like kyle and my husband he was like what did you just buy like they're puffin boots they're awesome leave me alone we went out this weekend kyle i wore them and i had five people in the full day tell me how awesome my boots were and every time it happened i just shot dag rise over at my husband and was like see other people appreciate my puppet boots it's okay if you don't 
so I'm curious if you've ever been in that type of a situation. Has your fiance or family members or anybody maybe judged you upon something that you own or wear for other people to be like, nah, man, that's awesome. I mean, I technically didn't own or wear it, but I also did own and wear it. Okay. Uh, when I grow my mustache for Movember, <laughs> uh, yes. I remember specifically at the CCMAs, Tim and the Glory Boys, the Washboard Union, and uh, Brad Rempel from High Valley all yes. telling me, how great my mustache looked <laughs> and every time i looked at emma she just went like she like like she was fine with it she actually enjoyed it for like the first two weeks and then by the end of november she's like all right this thing's gotta go same with like now she doesn't mind the hair but i like letting the hair grow out and the amount of people that just look at me and go man right. you got a good head of hair and i just go over i can't touch it now <laughs> right? I love but the it. mustache it's... was the big one for me that I the amount of compliments I got were people like you can't shave it it's gotta stay right oh I man that. I miss that's it great, that's a great answer grow that back <laughs> country 104 519-643-1039 if you'd like to send any requests we've got let's see Kyle Tim McGraw coming up Luke Bryan on the way Hardy Kane Brown it's all next you just sing them all eh I yeah <laughs> It's a problem. <laughs> I just, just bowed my head for a moment. Hardy Lady Wilson. Next. Country 104. Country 104. When did you first you know, link up with him? How did it all come together? And how did you guys vibe? Man, me and Zach have been buddies for over a decade. We're both, That's he's crazy. From yeah, he's from Georgia too. So we both grew up um, playing the same bars, the same honky-tonks. And um, I was playing in a honky tonk one night uh, in Georgia and he was in there and he heard me play. And that's how we, we became friends. That was probably 15 years ago. Wow. And um, he's been like my mentor through my, my, my path in country music, you know, and started out as a songwriter for him. You know, he saw me, he thought I had a gift for songwriting and I, I just you know I'm so grateful that he saw potential in me so he took me on the road with him and I started writing songs for the Zach Brown band full time and I did that for a long time and then eventually moved to Nashville and started writing songs for other guys like Morgan Wallen and Dirk Bentley and other country artists but that education that I got from Zach was priceless you know he showed me the difference between a good song and a great song and um I've always wanted to do one with him now that I'm doing my own thing, you know, but I just wanted to wait for the right one that I felt like embodied this spirit of celebration and kind of lightheartedness. Cause when me and him are hanging, like nothing's never serious, you know, we just have a very like a uh, carefree uh, friendship, I guess you would say, you know, we just crack, crack each other up the whole time. And so this song to me is just like, it's funny. It's lighthearted. It's a party you know, and uh, I just knew that it would be like the perfect vibe. So I sent it to him. I played it for him. He loved it. He was like, let's go, man. So um, he killed it. I'm, I'm super, super grateful to have him on it. Country 104. Ryan had texted us in for this. So it got me thinking this morning about movies he shouldn't watch because their parents told him no, but they did anyways. And he said, children of the corn and Carrot Top was like, 
14 years old in that film, and that's what made me think of it. And he he said it was such an absolute bad idea. My parents made me walk to the end of our laneway to get picked up, and I haven't looked at cornfields since. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's a punishment now. Judge of the Corn is an interesting uh, adaptation of a book for sure. Uh, Caitlin this morning said it's not me, but it's my kid. She was three and asked to watch a dinosaur movie. Stupid me thought, why not put on Jurassic Park? For the next week, she'd been running around saying, I'm Dennis, don't eat me, and feeding her little people toys to a crocodile that she had as a stuffed animal. So I feel like that's a little bit of a loss, but also a little bit of a win. I mean, Jurassic Park was... That one, that one's kind of strange to me. I know a lot of people that were not allowed to watch Jurassic Park really? as kids. Yes, because of the raptor scene and the one T-Rex scene. It was just a little too scary for certain kids. But... Oh, I thrived watching those movies. <laughs> uh, Rob this morning said the 1973 version of The Exorcist. I was eight years old at the time, scared the hell out of me, and my mom was right. <laughs> we got Andrew texted in who said super bad. I was in elementary school when I was homesick. I would toss it on. Definitely didn't appreciate the one-liners until I was older. <laughs> Very good. That's one. me and Austin Powers. I watched Austin Powers when I was younger. I never got in trouble for it. We yeah. were allowed to. But as I got older, the more I watched it, the more I grew to appreciate how well-written that movie was. Those movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had a great answer from a 519 number this morning. It says, to this day, I hate wind chimes because of the movie Twister. So- <laughs> My parents knew that I was scared of storms, so they told me to not go see the movie because obviously it is about Twister. Shocker. <laughs> well, I watched it, and she says, now my dad purposely plays wind chimes in stores every now and again to remind <laughs> me of the terrible decisions that I've made. <laughs> Great answer oh, today. Man, that's uh, good parenting. We are- Country Mornings with Kyle and Kendra on Country 104.